Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. This is episode 133, and today we have another Disney World trip report. And I want to welcome CJ from theweeklymouse.com. CJ, welcome back to the show. Hey, Matt. How are you doing? I'm great. Uh, I'm really good. I'm excited to hear about your trip, especially because... You stayed in a great resort that I recently stayed at, so I kind of want to hear your thoughts there. But uh, overall, it's just uh, yeah, good to be talking with you back on the on the show. It's been uh, yeah. I forget it's been a few weeks now since the Mandalorian ended. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to have you back. They announced today that uh, I was listening to the Walt Disney or the Disney Company earnings call that they have every quarter, <laughs> and Bob Iger told that the Mandalorian season two is coming back in October. So October. Okay. We have a date now. Yeah. I mean, a kind of a date. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. They said October. So that's exciting. And then, uh, the Marvel shows Falcon and the winter soldier is, uh, August and WandaVision is December. So some cool, cool news there. So hey, fun. yeah, but for now we are here to talk about your trip. So let's kind of dive into it. So, uh, I so you just recently went. You just got back like a couple days ago, right? Yeah, we got back Friday. Today's Tuesday. All right, cool. So uh, we are in Jan- uh, wow, we are in February now. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So like, how long? Who did you go with? Uh, how long did you stay? So um, so it was me and my husband. Um, we've both been to Walt Disney World numerous times. Um, my best friend, Katie, who has been once, we went in 2017 uh, Labor Day weekend for like two and a half days, really fast trip. And her husband, James, who has never been to Florida. So that was his first time. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Yeah, and we were there from January 25th through 31st, so we did like five and a half park days. Okay, nice. Wow, yeah, so you really crammed it in as much as you could during that time. We did, yeah, it was fun. Oh, perfect. So what was like the planning like with uh, with the, the two, with you and, and the, the other couple? Well, Katie, uh, Katie and I, like we've been best friends for, I don't know, how old am I? <laughs> we've been best <laughs> friends for 24 over 20 years um, oh, wow. yeah long long time yeah and so we did our girls trip a few years ago and we've been like talking about it ever since and her husband a couple of years ago was like okay we can go to disney world but when we go we're going with cj because she knows what we're doing and so <laughs> that was like her permission to plan a trip basically so um we started planning a year ago um we rented dvc points so we wanted to make sure we booked it 11 months out so basically a year ago this month we uh rented points um through the dvc rental store and confirmed everything so we've been planning for literally a year um but i kind of you know i asked them for feedback on hey where do you guys want to eat what do you guys want to do and i kind of handled uh like fast pass booking and dining booking and all that Cool. So yeah, I want to talk about how the process went of you renting DVC points and where did you stay? So how was that your first time doing it? How did you choose DVC rental store? Like, tell me a little bit about that process. 
I have a friend um, who's rented DVC points maybe like a year, a year and a half, two years ago, and she was telling me about it, and I'd always kind of heard about it, and I was like, oh, maybe we'll try that. So we tried that for our trip uh, last February, a year ago, um, and it worked out really well, and um, I kind of did my research on which ones to look at, and we went with DVC Rental Store because they don't, um, they don't charge a fee to search for a, a reservation. Um, and I also heard like there's another big one called David's DVC Rentals, um, and they're based in Canada. And some credit card companies charge a foreign transaction fee. Um, but I've heard good things about DVC Rental Store, um, so we decided to go with them for our trip last year, and we just had a really good experience. So we went with them again um, for this trip. Uh, so it's it's super easy. You put in a request through their website, and they get in contact with you. And um, when they match you up with when you sign off the contracts and make the first payment and everything. And it's, it's really easy to do. Oh, nice. I've never had that experience before. And I've, I've heard people are always kind of questioning like whether or not they should do it or, or, or not, but it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like it was a good deal, right? Yeah. I mean, it works out to be, you know, depending on where you stay, uh, it works out to be about the same as paying for a moderate resort. And so, uh, my husband and I kind of decided like our budget is more than a value. I mean, we could stay at value and be fine, but we've stayed at all the values except for art of animation. And we kind of decided like, we don't need to stay at values again. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and so if we're going to pay for a moderate, like we might as well rent DVC points and get a little bit bigger of a room, you know, the studios they all have kitchenettes and they all have balconies and they're a little bit nicer with their amenities and things like that um so we might as well pay roughly the same amount to get a better room and a better resort um so yeah we've stayed at saratoga springs and this trip we stayed at kadani at animal kingdom um so on how did, point rental so yeah nice so how did you like how did you guys choose animal kingdom lodge was it a, uh, just a group group effort or were you just kind of seeing what was available and what was cheapest like how'd you go with kadani village uh, it was kind of a combination of all those things. Um, you know, things like Polynesian and Bay Lake Tower like are so expensive, even with renting points. That's out of the question. Um, our first choice was definitely Boardwalk um, because of its proximity to Epcot. But the standard view rooms are like really, there's not a lot of them uh, of the standard studios. So we couldn't get in there. And the premium view rooms are a lot more expensive. So we weren't able to do that. Um, and then we were kind of talking about our backup choices and like my husband really wanted to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge and uh, James, my best friend's husband, he's really into like tiki culture and like that kind of thing. Like he really enjoys that design aesthetic. So Katie was thinking, oh, he'd probably like Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, So we decided to go with that. Oh, perfect. Sounds good. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about your stay. Was that your first time there or no? Um, I've never stayed there before. Uh, a couple years ago, my in-laws stayed club level at Jumbo House in just a regular non-DVC room, and we visited them for a couple hours. Um, and that's when my husband was like, I want to stay here. Um, but we hadn't really experienced the resort before. Um, and it was really cool. We really liked it. And I, we've talked about buying in DVC before. And I told my husband, I was like, if we buy in a DVC, like this could be my home resort and I'd be really happy here. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I loved it. I would stay there again in a heartbeat. Nice. Did you make like full use of the resort? Did you go to the pools or did you eat at like Sanaa or Boma or Jico or anything like that? We ate at Sanaa on our arrival day and it was super good. I had this, I had this like meat platter. It was, it wasn't on the menu. It was like a special thing. It had like three different kinds of meat and it was so good. Um, so we ate at Sanaa and we did, uh, they have a starlight safari that they do. I think it's like 74, $75 per person. It's like a night vision safari thing. Um, so we did that. We didn't go to the pool. It was a little cold. Um, it was like in the high sixties during the day. So at night it got kind of cold. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But we did go out and we roasted marshmallows a couple times. They have a little fire pit by the pool where they do that. Um, and every morning we watched the animals on the on the savannah. So that was cool. Perfect. It sounds like you had a good time. Any anything mm-hmm. else with the resort? Otherwise, we'll move, move on from there. Like, well, my 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 question for you is because when I was there back in November, we stayed at Kadani Village. And my biggest issue was that it, it just, it, it just, it, since it wasn't near anything, I feel like it was just an inconvenience to get anywhere or want to do yeah. anything. 
Yeah. Um, like we took a lot of Ubers and Lyfts to like get to the boardwalk or go to like mm -hmm. another resort and like grab dinner there. Like I feel like I just, there wasn't enough for me to do to want to hang out and spend time at my resort. Whereas like, right. I'm a big fan of Worldliness Lodge. Like I'm really, I'm fine with like walking around there, um, like going around in the pool area and like kind of, or the, the back areas um, and walking around. I just, I just feel like I don't want to spend a lot of time at Kadani Village. So what like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, our style of doing the parks is like we're in there opening and I don't want to say we stay till close because we don't usually do that, but we're at the parks until about dinner time. It's about 50-50 on whether or not we eat dinner at the parks. Um, so a lot of times, like there's no quick service at Kadani, um, which is yeah. kind of a bummer. So yeah, we I, didn't, have to, I did not like that. Sorry. I, was, yeah, I just want to say I did not like that it didn't have a quick service. Yeah, that's the only thing I think it's missing, some sort of quick service or lounge. And there is that little bar at Sanaa, but it's not enough like there's not enough seating to make it like I didn't want to go there to eat dinner yeah there's um, just nowhere to hang out like yeah in Kadani village which is that's unfortunate the, that's the only thing I feel like it's missing yeah and, um, it, and it's also a pain in the butt to walk over to Jumbo House where right. the big lounge is it's like it's it, there's really no easy walk like um, I'm thinking like I stayed at Bay Lake Towers and it was a quick jump, hop, skip, and a jump to get to like the center of everything at the contemporary. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's kind of the one, yeah, another thing that bothered me as well. Yeah. I think, I mean, it was okay. I think for the way that we do the parks, it's fine because like I said, we, you know, it's like 50, 50, we will do dinner in the parks 50% of the time. So at the end of the day, like we would just get off at Jombo house and have dinner over at the Mara and then take the shuttle to Kadani from there. Um, we did that quite a few nights, um, and that was fine, but, um, yeah, it, it worked out for us and it, it's not like a deal breaker for us, obviously. Um, but I think they have room at the resort to add something like that. They could easily add something. So maybe in the future they will. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe some expansion. So, uh, well, cool. So I'm kind of curious, uh, your, your, your friend's, uh, boyfriend, right? Is that what you said? Husband. Yeah. Husband. Sorry. Husband. It was his first time in Florida and in Disney World. So I'm curious, like how like what was his reactions to uh, getting to Disney World and getting that whole experience of did you guys take the Magical Express? Like what it like how I just want to know what his first time experience was like. Um, well, we, we tried, yeah, we did take the Magical Express and we tried to prep him like we're all local to Disneyland. We tried to prep him and tell him like these parks are a lot bigger than Disneyland and California <laughs> Adventure. And like, like you have to get up, you know, if you want to get, get to the parks at opening, like you gotta be on the bus, like early, you know? Um, so we tried to prep them in advance and like, we did pretty good. You know, we made it to park opening almost every day. Um, oh, wow. Look I, at you guys. Yeah. I mean, the parks were opening at like nine o'clock, so it wasn't, it wasn't that oh, hard. Okay. Yeah. That's not too uh, bad then. Yeah, I think he liked it, though. And, you know, we we're asking him, like, what was your favorite park? And he said Epcot was his favorite. That was all of our favorite, um, followed by Animal Kingdom number two. Um, he said he really didn't like Magic Kingdom. Um, my husband and I really don't like Hollywood Studios. Like, that's our least favorite park. And um, I was surprised because James, my friend's husband, he rated that. He rated Magic Kingdom, like, lower than Hollywood Studios. He's like, I really didn't like Magic Kingdom. Um, and I was kind of asking him about it. And he was saying, um, like, he has such an attachment to Disneyland. Like, he, they don't have annual passes or anything. But, you know, we all grew up in this area, like, going to Disneyland for various things. And, like, that's just our home park. You know, we, we have memories and attachments to Disneyland and so to see Magic Kingdom do things differently and to to do certain experiences um uh not as good as Disneyland does them like it's it's hard to see that <laughs> and it's not as in, like there's things that just aren't as enjoyable as, yeah, as Disneyland. No, I mean I'm not I, I won't lie like some of the attractions are better at oh, Disneyland yeah. than oh yeah than Magic Kingdom like it's yeah. that's just a fact um like I feel like almost all of them are 
like better or the same. Um, yeah. But then there's things like the people mover, which we yes, used to have. Yeah. And I, you, you know, do, I have memories have going on that as a kid. And it's like so nostalgic for me to, to go to Magic Kingdom and go on that. Um, and there's like Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, which I wish we had. And Carousel of Progress, which we used to have, but I was never alive when we had that. Um, so there's some things, you know, that we go over there and we do. Um, and then the castle, you know, it's so much bigger. It's it's really beautiful to see. Yeah, cool. Well, no, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I was just curious as a first timer to Walt Disney World to see what their quick thoughts were. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. Did you guys have like any special events planned? Like were you guys like, all right, we want to do this special dinner this night or any anything that you guys had like cool, I don't know, cool events that you had planned? We had a number of new experiences. Well, I mean, a lot of things were new for Katie and James because they haven't really experienced a lot of Disney World before. Um, but for me and my husband, there were a lot of like newer things that we did, like Sanaa we did for the first time. Um, we did Rise of the Resistance, which I was the only person who had been on it before at Disneyland and none of us had done it at Hollywood Studios. Um, oh, did... so it was, it was their first time even going on it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because I remember, uh, I think you, I think you, maybe we were texting one time and you said that you probably weren't going to do it at Hollywood studios. But, yeah. Since you guys didn't do it at Disneyland, it made sense for you guys to do it there. Right. Right. So um, you'll have to talk about that. Like, cause I'm totally against the boarding passes. So I want right. to hear like your experience. So yeah, I have, I have thoughts on how it's handled at both coasts. I have, I have strong opinions. All right. um, we'll, we'll get there then. <laughs> we did the Skyliner. That was new to us. The Starlight yeah. Safari at the hotel was new. Um, what else? Uh, where'd it go? I'm looking at my notes here. Oh, we did um, tea at the Grand Floridian. That was really fun. Cool. Well, hold on. And... So, all right, let's stop there for a sec because you mentioned okay. three really good things. So first, yeah. let's, let's start with the Skyliner. What, like, yeah. what were your thoughts on it? Okay, I was like really nervous to go on it because, you know, the first like week that it was open, it had that really serious breakdown. And I was like, do I want to get on this thing and be stranded in the air (laughs) for several hours? Like, what if this lightning storm comes by and I'm trapped in this metal box in the sky? (laughs) Um, But it was it was really fine. And, you know, I had seen like videos of people saying like the takeoff and landing is kind of violent and kind of scary. It's so so much fun, though. Yeah, I was like bracing myself for it to be worse. And like, it was a little scary, but it wasn't that, that bad. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> uh, sorry, quick story though. For, I don't know if I mentioned this on my trip report, but the first time we went on it, it was at night and we were, it was all after dinner. So we we're all kind of tipsy a little bit. And, <laughs> uh, and when it's going in, when it's coming in, it's going down. It's like, we're all like screaming because it's actually pretty scary. <laughs> like if you don't realize how fast it comes in. Because it yeah. seems like it's going to crash into the the gondola, yeah. the next one. But yeah, we yeah. the first time we saw it, we were on the bus getting to Hollywood Studios, and we were looking at it like that's going really fast. It's going faster than I thought. Um, so I was a little apprehensive, but I really liked it, and I really, really hope they expand the gondola system. Like I would love to see it going to all the parks. I'd love to see it going out to Animal Kingdom. Like I think it's a great addition to the resort. Yeah, I I feel like this is a really good test to see how efficiently and how much money the the company will save because they're already cutting back on bus service oh, yeah. um, to like Epcot and uh, Hollywood studios because of the Skyliner. And I hope they do like, that would be amazing if there was a connection from uh, like animal kingdom lodge to yeah. animal kingdom and then to the other parks. Like right. that would just, that would make staying at animal kingdom lodge so much better. I mean, Oh, I agree. I agree yeah. for sure. And I know, uh, from a cast member's perspective, Disney does a lot of things to, um, push for like environmentality efforts and like cutting out buses is a, is a good effort there. Yeah. Um, so if they can make steps in that direction, that would be good. Good too. Yeah, no, I, I I really hope so. I hope so. But yeah, uh, cool. So you mentioned that the Skyliner, and then uh, you mentioned something else before tea, but I can't remember what was before uh, the tea. The Starlight Safari at the yes. hotel. So yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear quickly about that because you also mentioned that earlier. So what, like, what were your thoughts on the Starlight Safari? Because we were thinking about doing it, but then we were like, yeah, no, nah, we're we're not going to do it. So how how was that? 
it was really cool. They limit it to, I think, 10 or 12 people per tour, and it's at night, obviously. Um, it was really cold, and they had blankets on the truck, thankfully. Oh, <laughs> it was that's great. Good, huh? It was very cold. Um, but they give you these little night vision goggles that you look out of with one eye, like a little monocle kind of thing. <laughs> um, and you drive around all the savannas at the hotel, and you go backstage. And um, as you're going backstage, um, the cast member who's on the truck with you talks about, like, the, I don't, I don't know if they're called barns, but where they house the animals, um, and why they do certain things the way they do them. Um, they talk about like, here we have this double barricade system and this is why they do it this way. Like this keeps the animals in and all that kind of stuff. Um, and we learned like, not just about the like species of animals, but also like this one's personality is like this. So we have to watch out because <laughs> this animal is, gets really aggressive. <laughs> and when the food comes out, this one acts this way. And so mm-hmm. it was really cool to like hear the cast members perspective about like each individual animal's personality. Um, and a giraffe got like really close to us. <laughs> like she was telling us this one giraffe like tries to eat people's hair and she's like, Oh yeah, this, this giraffe right here. <laughs> and the giraffe like walked right up and like, tried to swipe at her hair. It was really funny. <laughs> so it was like the closest I've ever been to a giraffe. It was, it was really cool. Oh, nice. Well, that's good. That's good. It was a good experience. And how much did you say that was? $75? It was, yeah, it was like $74, $75. And you get a little um, a pin that glows in the dark at the end of it. So that was cool. Did you say it was part of your Sanad dinner package? Is that what you said? No. This is just no, something no, no. different? There's. I know they do one that includes a dinner package, but this was a separate thing. Uh, oh, oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, because that one was like two hundred dollars. I remember. Yeah, okay, there is yeah. one that's like really expensive, but this one was a it was a cheaper one. Did you did you book this far in advance? Yes, we did. We booked it. Um, I want to say in like October or something like that. Oh, okay. Oh, so not so far. Okay. Yeah, right. but we had you know we had a hard time finding a, a day to do it. Um, we were they were like, oh no, this one's all booked up. And we we're like, oh well, let's try this date. <laughs> so we had to go through a few dates till we found enough openings. Yeah, you, you had to book that over the phone, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually kind of annoying sometimes to like try to book those special events over the phone mm-hmm. yeah. um, because it just it sometimes it takes forever to get on hold with someone because like. I was really trying to get on the uh, up close with Rhino's tour on the last yeah. trip in Animal Kingdom, and I just I I tried very far out, but like again, it's limited capacity each right. day, right. and it was, there, it was just so tough to find a spot. I mean, I did well, I didn't find a spot, um, right. and it's just annoying to have to call all the time to do it. So, right. Um, anyways, so uh, all right, so yeah, how was the um, the afternoon tea over at Grand Floridian? Because like. I really want to do it. I went to um, I went to London uh, in April, and we did high oh, yeah. tea. And oh, yes. oh, that was like legit my favorite thing about London was doing the, <laughs> doing the high tea. So now I really want to check out the experience over at the Grand Floridian. I had a really weird experience doing tea in London. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I I went to uh, you know that mall Harrods, like the really big shopping oh, yeah. center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ordered like an avocado bacon salad at one of their restaurants, uh-huh. like with tea. So it wasn't like officially tea, but I ordered tea in the salad thing, and so I'm expecting like lettuce and avocado and bacon oh no it's like scooped avocado and they like stuck chunks of bacon (laughs) there was no lettuce no dressing it was literally just avocado with bacon sticking out of it oh that's that's super (laughs) weird i was like what is this um so Uh. needless to say like this grand floridian experience was much better than the experience at Harrods in yeah. London. Um, yeah, so the tea. Um, yeah, we made reservations for this and we booked. Um, well, that morning we had like a pre park opening be our guest breakfast, which was also a new experience for us, which was really good. Um, and so we booked tea kind of for like one o'clock ish in the afternoon. Um, and so they have three different levels of tea there's like the introductory level medium level and there's like really expensive level for two that includes caviar it's like very fancy um so we did not do the highest level um but with the basic package which i got um you get a plate of sandwiches you get one uh pot of tea which they have like 40 different options of tea and it's divided by like light teas green teas dark teas um and then you get a scone 
and then you get your choice of like three different desserts. And I feel like there might have been something else. Um, and then you have the option to add on a glass of champagne, which I did because I'm not the biggest tea fan, but I do really like champagne. Um, and then my husband got the medium one, which is the same as the basic one, but it includes a cheese and fruit plate. Um, and that was a lot. He probably could have shared that, but he really likes cheese. So he ate basically the whole thing by himself. <laughs> um, and it was really nice. Like the sandwiches were very, very good. Um, it was really excellent. And we each got to choose our own tea and they, we each had our own pot of tea. Um, so if we wanted to, like after I finished my little cup of tea, I could have like reached across to Katie's tea and like poured myself a cup of her tea to try it out. Um, and they had like these really bizarre flavors of tea like james my friend james he ordered like this chocolate flavored tea um i've never heard of a chocolate flavored tea before yeah yeah i smelled it and it smelled really interesting but um i just i'm not the biggest fan of tea so i just got like an apple and fig tea uh, oh that sounds good yeah i think that's what i got maybe that's what katie got i don't know i got something really light oh no i got like a rose tea i'm sorry it was a rose tea it was good all right cool sounds good sounds like you had a good experience yeah i'm definitely one of the things i need to i need to try because like you every trip i try to do something for the first time so yeah and the basic tea was uh it was like 35 dollars, and they do annual pass discounts so it's it wasn't that expensive i felt and it was a lot of food like it was enough to be a meal for sure cool sounds good well thanks for yeah thanks for thanks for your thoughts on there so maybe other people want to do that sometime in the future so mm-hmm. if you're a lot of good things so uh what were some of the other things you did for the first time uh so that day we also did the pre-park opening be our guest breakfast um how was that it's, it's uh, so nice getting into the park like before yeah. everyone <laughs> and that was pretty much our motivation in doing that because um, we brought breakfast to eat in the room. You know, we got the microwave and the fridge and everything. Um, but yeah, and the adult meals are really expensive. So Katie and I actually ordered like kids meals, especially because they bring you a plate of pastries. Like it was still a lot of food. Um, but what's really cool about the Be Our Guest breakfast is the prices include drinks. Um, so like we were sitting there and like the kids meals like, come with a like a water bottle or whatever so like katie and i ordered water bottles and then devin and james like didn't have drinks and we we're like oh i guess you guys didn't order drinks and then the, the waitress was like oh drinks are right over there and we were like oh are drinks included and she's like yeah you can get coffee tea hot cocoa like soda like whatever you guys want and we we're like oh okay um so you can just like walk up and get your drinks so it's an expensive breakfast but it does include drinks it does include pastries and you get to go into the parks before everybody else so that was really fun um we got you know pictures on main street and in front of the castle um and then we were like the first people in line for peter pan like we got escorted through the line (laughs) which is really cool oh nice (laughs) that's actually very similar to what we did we did um uh, why am I blanking? Crystal Palace buffet oh, okay. for breakfast. Yeah. yeah, and then we were one of the first people to go on Peter Pan as well because we didn't. Nice. We were like, okay, well, let's just walk on to it. So yeah. Um, but how how was the um? Because I I just hear so many mixed things now with beer guests. Like, because mm-hmm. the only time I ate at it was the first year that it was open and dinner okay. was phenomenal. Yeah. But I've heard everything's just kind of gone downhill. So for breakfast, like, what do what did you think? Um, well, I got the kids oatmeal. Like I'm a big, I don't know what it is about Disney oatmeal, but I'm just like a really big fan of Disney oatmeal. Like, it gets so filling. I don't and think I've ever these, had it before. Thinking like about they it. put all these toppings on the side and it's warm and it's filling, like it's comfort food. I really like the Disney oatmeal and for the kids price, I felt it was good. Um, Devin and James got the same thing. They got, uh, it's called like the beast feast or Gaston's feast or something like that. Uh, it was like scrambled eggs, bacon and potatoes and fruit. It was like a pretty standard Disney breakfast. Um, I don't know. I didn't think like it was like, wow, this is amazing. So good. But like my perspective is you're paying for the privilege of like going into the park early. Um, so I didn't mind like paying for like for all of that. Um, but I can see how some people might be like, wow, that was a lot of money for okay food. Like I wouldn't go there unless I had an early pre-park opening reservation. Okay. All right. Well, sounds good. Thanks for your yeah. thoughts there. So, all right, well, let's move on. What uh, what are some of the other um, new things that you tried out? We did pick a pearl in Japan. 
Oh, I um, I don't know if I know about that experience. What's how does so, that work? So you know that store in Japan, the Mitsukoshi store in the Japan Pavilion. Yeah, like, it's probably like one of the best stores on property. Oh yeah, so fun. <laughs> it's so like have, it's so big and it's there's so yes. many cool things in there. Yeah. Yes. So they have this thing where you pick a pearl. Well, you pick an oyster, and inside is a pearl. Um, so it's really cheap. It's like eighteen dollars. To get a pearl um and so katie and i have been wanting to do this um and we were researching the night before well we wanted to get there like at 11 when world showcase opened so we didn't have to wait for anybody um so we went over to france first because france opens a little bit earlier and we got some pastries had a mimosa it was nice then we went to japan straight away and um, it's $18 and they don't do any discounts. Um, and we had done some research the night before about like strategies to pick the best <laughs> oyster. And everyone was saying like, pick the ugliest, hairiest oyster. And they just have these like two little tanks and you, <laughs> pick, you pick an oyster, right? So uh -huh. we both tried to pick really ugly, hairy oysters. <laughs> and then they make you um, like bow and you like count backwards in Japanese. And then she like cracks open your oyster and she's like, oh, I see your oyster or I see your pearl. I see your pearl. It's like kind of hiding it from you. And then she like cleans it up and reveals it to you. Um, and they have this little sizing chart thing. Um, I guess six and a half millimeters, I guess, is the like the average size. And we both got seven and a quarter millimeter pearls. Um, but from online research, they say that they can come in a variety of colors. So there's like gray pearls or like pink pearls or like the normal white pearls. So I got like a standard white pearl and Katie's is like kind of a pinkish goldish color pearl. So that was fun. And then they sell, um, they sell settings there so you can get like a bracelet or a ring or a necklace or something. Um, but they're quite expensive at Mitsukoshi. And I was like, Oh, I'll look on Etsy and find a setting for much cheaper. Um, so I haven't decided how I'm going to set it yet, but, um, yeah, it was really fun and, uh, very festive and very Japanese and very fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know about that experience. So that's that's cool. How, yeah. So yeah, you said that was just something you and uh, your friend wanted to do for a long time. Yeah, I told her about it. I was like, hey, there's this thing called pick a pearl, and like every time I go to Mitsukoshi, there's a huge crowd, and it looks really fun, and you get a pearl. She's like, oh, it sounds fun. We should do that. <laughs> so we're <laughs> yeah, we just decided to do it. Cool. Sounds good. What What were some of the other new experiences that you guys did? Uh, we saw a baby gorilla that was eight months old. And she was so cute. Oh, nice. Was it just in one of the um, areas in Animal Kingdom? Yeah, in the little gorilla enclosure. I don't know what they call it. The oh. gorilla area. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure if there was anything like that new. We ate a lot of really good food. It was places that we had been before. Um, yeah. Um, what were what were some of the new places? Well, actually, I, I didn't ask you. It doesn't sound like you were on the dining plan, but it's a, no. yeah, okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, so what were like what, what were some of the new restaurants that you went to that you enjoyed? Uh, well, the only new one I went to was um, the Grand Floridian for tea and Sanaa for, for dinner. Oh, oh and okay. we, ate at, we ate the Mara quick service as well. Okay. So what was like your favorite meal? Like what, what did you get? What did you enjoy the most? Oh, that's such a hard question. Um, oh, man. I really like Tiffin's a lot. That's like... Uh, one of my favorite places. I'm going to go with Tiffin's is my favorite this trip. Okay. Yeah. Tiffin's is so good. I just love the, the kind of atmosphere. I think it's just like, I like, I like nomads lounge lounge more. Cause I feel oh, like it's just, yeah, I haven't been there yet. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's attached to it. I mean, we, we hung out there a bit on a couple trips and it's nice. It's just like a nice way to like, kind of get away from the parks and yeah. from the park, the hustle and bustle. Cause it's usually not that busy in there. Yeah, Tiffin's um, is so quiet and the food is so good. Yeah, it's oh, very man. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, I just, I just kind of feel bad for it because I feel like it's misplaced. Like, yeah, it's it's a higher end restaurant within Animal Kingdom, and I just I feel like it just doesn't belong there. Yeah. Um, like I feel like it needs to be at like Animal Kingdom Lodge or something. Yeah. But... Cause I guess the other parks don't really have like, I, well, Epcot has like a couple of like higher end places, but like the more expensive restaurants at other parks are like character dining, you know? Yeah. And this is, this is like, uh, 
like more of a dining experience as opposed to a character experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I like it that way because there's never that many kids there. That's true. <laughs> you know, there's, a, there's a certain clientele that likes to go there, which is why I like to go yeah. there. It's you can, like, o- you can always, good... you can always get a reservation for it. So yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, highly, highly recommend uh, Tiffin's. So, mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now I kind of want to talk about your Galaxy's Edge and Rise of the Resistance uh, experience and yeah. how that all kind of worked out for you and your thoughts between, because you know you did it at uh, Disneyland and what I've actually read recently, I, I, this makes total sense, but it it kind of mixes with the uh, park attendance over at Disneyland, but like annual pass holders are just going there in the morning and if they don't get a boarding pass, they're just leaving. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, yeah, I kinda... me, honestly, I'm like not happy with the way that mornings are going at Disneyland. Like I'm mm, okay. not happy. So here, so since you're a Disneyland um, uh, aficionado, I should say, to, what like talk about that experience over there, and then comparing it over to uh, Rise of the Resistance in Hollywood Studios. Well, first of all, at Disneyland, like we don't have Magic Band still. We're still on the old turnstile system. And um, I can't speak for We have like four different security checkpoints. And I, I always use the same one because I park in the same parking area and I walk in with the stroller. And there's at that one, at least that I use, there's not a no bags line. So I'm always stuck waiting in security. There's no like quicker way to get to the park. And then when you arrive there, the entrance lines literally stretch at least two thirds to three quarters of the way to California adventure. They're like right across from each other. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And they have every single turnstile open except for like two that they're using as exits. Um, so it's, it's insane. And you know that everybody is there to do rise of the resistance. Um, and like at the Florida parks at each, line to get in there's two tap styles for the magic bands it's not like that at disneyland there's one turnstile at each line so if somebody has a ticket problem or something's going wrong the whole line is held up um so it take it can take a significant amount of time to get in and it's really frustrating um i really wish they had an annual pass holder line but i feel like so many people there are annual pass holders yeah it doesn't <laughs> that even line would be so point. crazy <laughs> um I, gosh, yeah. And you have to be scanned into Disneyland to get the boarding pass. So like there's zero line to get into California Adventure. Um, and then everybody gets into Main Street, right? And everybody's just standing there. Um, whereas at Hollywood Studios, everybody gets in and most people were standing off to like the right side of the park to go to like Slinky Dog Dash or Smuggler's Run. Like, and the cast members are saying, if you're going this way, stand over here, move all the way to the right. At Disneyland, it's not like that. Like everybody's just standing wherever on Main Street waiting for eight o'clock to hit. Um, and then once it does hit, you know, everybody's on their phone, the cheers come up. And then in the next couple minutes, people start heading like whatever direction they want to. There's a big, you know, I'd say a little less than half of the people start exiting. Then there's people who realize, oh, it's breakfast time. I'm hungry. I'm not usually here at park opening. I'm just here to get a boarding pass, but now I'm hungry. And it seems like the restaurants haven't accommodated for the additional people who want breakfast. I've heard heard that as well. Like they've been doing a really terrible job with breakfast options over there. Yes. Yes. So the restaurants are crazy. Um, and it seems like a lot of people are just there wasting time going on rides until their boarding group is called like, and it's really hard for me, uh, to go with Felix. Like I can't go with him. Like when I'm there by myself with him, you know, I can't go on rides of the resistance. So I'm just there like trying to go on rides with him. And I'm like dodging people who are just standing around in clumps on their phones, trying to figure out what to do, or they're exiting from all directions or they're like, where do we go for breakfast? Like, I don't know where to go. Like, it's just really stressful and really frustrating. Um, it's not a fun experience to be on main street first thing in the morning. Um, and it sucks. Like I, I don't like how it's handled at Disneyland right now. Yeah, no, that sounds terrible, but yeah, yeah like you, you were saying that, yeah, the good thing is like, if you want to go to like rock and roller coaster, like when the first mm-hmm. park opens, they'll they'll let you down Sunset Boulevard. Or if you want to go yeah. to Slinky Dog or to Smuggler's Run, you can go that way. So at least you're in the area that you want. But yeah, if everyone's just corralled, yeah, over and Main you know, Street, like that's I haven't 
I haven't made it there early enough to see if they're letting people in further along down Main Street. Um, like on Sunday, we were there this past Sunday and we were in line at 7.30 and the line was almost all the way to um, to DCA and we didn't get in the park until like 7.55. It took oh, 25 geez. minutes to get into the park. And so it's like, I we didn't know if we could even go any further. We didn't make it past Town Square, you know, like there was no time. Um, so I don't That's know. Horrendous. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I don't geez. know how far people are going. And it's like, well, how early do I have to wake up to like to get there? You know, it's it's insane. Yeah, this is why uh, this uh, this is yeah. why I just hate the boarding pass option. Like, yeah, it just it's causing too much stress. And I like it sounds even worse at Disneyland than it does for Hollywood Studios. I just, like at least I it's more. It's more of like a c controlled chaos at Hollywood yeah, Studios. Yeah, <laughs> at Disneyland, there is no control. Like, there's yeah. nobody saying, if you're going this way, stand over here. If you're going that way, stand over here. At Hollywood Studios, like, our plan was get the boarding pass. And we didn't have Fast Pass for Slinky Dog Dash. And so we were going to try to, like, go to Slinky Dog Dash. And so we found, like, the group of people waiting. And the cast members were there saying stand here against this area if you're going to slinky dog dash move all the way to the right and they were very clear about if this is where you're going stand here um and there's nothing like that at disneyland like absolutely nothing it's just people standing around in clumps like waiting for the park to open and then chaos as soon as the park opens um and it's really not a pleasant experience um so hollywood studios looks light years better in comparison <laughs> um but i don't know like what they can do differently besides boarding groups I mean, the ride goes down so often, like it's so inconsistent. I don't know that they that they'd be able to get by with fast pass and standby. Like I really don't think that they could at this point. Yeah, uh, from what I hear, yeah, the the with it going down, that does make things difficult. Because yeah, if you're on standby yeah. line, if you're waiting for a few hours, like then you're just you're SOL. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine like standing in line for like four hours and then it goes down for seven hours? Like, that's not cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's the there's there there needs to be a better balance of things, and um, I just I don't like the the whole boarding pass. Like everyone just it's a free for all in the morning. I just I don't like that. I'd rather just like try to fight my way to get a fast pass and if i need to wait online i will i'll just yeah like, I'll, I'll wait online so yeah it's really man park opening is really stressful and like i've i've been to get boarding passes twice at disneyland once on opening day and once this past week and it's like so stressful it's it's getting it's almost getting to the point where like mornings at disneyland aren't enjoyable anymore and yeah. that's like and that's really hard for me because that's like me and my son's time to go and bond and have fun and it's like starting to get not like that um looks like you're gonna have to enjoy dca more <laughs> i know and i don't want to because there's not that much for him to do i know there. that's that's the, the bad part about it yeah. that is the bad part i yeah. i wish i think what would make things better is i wish the system at least at disneyland i wish the system would recognize if you had a park hopper or an annual pass, it would let you go to DCA and try to get a boarding pass from there. Like if the system would recognize like, oh, this person has a park hopper. That would and be like, a, that would be a really good idea to at least I, split it up. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I've seen and heard, but is also inconsistent is the monorail. There's an entrance to the park at the monorail station in downtown Disney. Um, but that doesn't open until eight o'clock. So there's a line of people like they don't open the turnstile there until eight o'clock. <laughs> um, so there's a line of people there waiting, but I've also seen people like right at the front of the turnstile line, like get in and get their boarding pass right away. Um, so maybe if they opened that a little bit earlier and just had people on the monorail platform, um, but didn't start loading the monorail until eight o'clock, like maybe that would help. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Maybe we need, no, I know we need the magic band system where we could let in two people at a time with the tap styles instead of one person at a time with the turnstiles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It drives me crazy. No, there's a lot yeah. to be done at Disneyland. So yes. Well, yes. All right. Well, well, thanks for sharing all that, those experiences with uh, Disneyland. Um, yeah. So, because yeah, that's the, a lot of that is news to me, and I've I. I haven't read like I read some of those things, but it's good to have the like firsthand experience if anyone is visiting Disneyland in the near future. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on it. So yeah, and I'm working on a blog post right now about like tips on how to handle it. Um, like it's absolutely imperative. You've got to be in the park before it opens. Like there's no there's no other way. No other way. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds good. Yeah, let me know, and I'll definitely share that out um, when it when it's released. I'll I'll talk about it on the show. So. Um, all right, so let's move on. We got a uh, we we got about like maybe like 10, 10 minutes left or so. Um, so you guys rode Rise Rise of the Resistance. Like you've been on it. Uh, mm-hmm. we, I know you said you loved it. Like what were their reactions? They really enjoyed. It. I asked everyone like, "Hey, what was your favorite thing?" And Rise of the Resistance was like everybody's favorite thing. Um, that was the very first thing that we did. Well, no, we did Star Tours while we while we waited for, <laughs> for Rise of Resistance. Um, but that was everybody's favorite thing for sure. Um, you know, the moment where you step out and you see the stormtroopers is like a, a jaw dropping moment. And yeah, just say no more. That's the only thing I know about it. So. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, I won't. I won't. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> that's like uh, the, the one the one picture that's shared the most. So yes. I just that's like literally like the only thing I know about the ride. <laughs> the only bummer is the final animatronic wasn't working, so we got the B mode, the backup mode. Okay. Well, I don't know yeah. what that is and don't say anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was like, oh, that's different. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. there's, there's going to be issues. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, cool. Uh, was, so is there anything on, else on the trip that you want to you wanna mention before uh, before we kind of get to the end here? Um, I went on Spaceship Earth twice because I have a feeling it's going to go down pretty soon and it's going to go through some pretty radical changes. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I think for the better, so. Um, I hope for the better. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I still love it the way it is, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm excited for like an update to yeah. kind of bring it to the 21st century. So. Yeah, I, I'm very attached to that ride, so yeah. yeah. Um, so what else? I feel like there's, there's something else. Oh. Did you do oh. any like nighttime um, entertainment at all? No, no, we were all like pooped at the end of the day. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did score a last-minute fast pass for Slinky Dog Dash, so that was awesome. Um, Hollywood Studios, by the way, is an absolute mess in the morning. Like, we thought we were going to be able to like rope drop Slinky Dog. No, no, that's that's not <laughs> that's not a thing unless oh, you're no. at the, the very front. Like. We the line backed up almost all the way to the one man's dream theater, the Walt Disney show theater thing. Oh geez. Um and then we were looking at the app and it was like forty five minutes and it was like sixty minutes and it was like hundred and twenty minutes and the line didn't move at all. And we were like, Okay, we're not even gonna try this. Um Jeez. Oh, yeah. But then we ended up getting fast pass like two days later, so I really hope the boarding group system ends soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mornings at Hollywood Studios are insane. Um, yeah. Not yeah. not looking forward to it. So no. I feel and like then, I feel like if I got my boarding group, I would just leave Hollywood Studios and go get breakfast at like Topolino in like the Riviera right? Resort. Like try you know, something new. Like I feel we like were, that's what I would do. <laughs> we were debating leaving, but we got boarding group thirty-two, which was like a pretty oh, decent board. Yeah. Yeah, and we were like right on the cusp of like, well, it's early and it's not quite afternoon. Like, er, what do we do? Yeah, um, so that, that's up, pretty close. Yeah, we ended up just waiting it out, and then it broke down at boarding group thirty-one. So we were like, okay, I guess we're stuck here <laughs> waiting. <laughs> we sat on the ground and waited an hour for it to open back up. Oh no. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where it's oh, like, wait, so we, wait, wait, where, wait, you, where'd you, were you in line when you sat down, or? No, no, no. We were like. Uh, we we were over by Tower of Terror like eating breakfast because we had gotten up at like five in the morning and we saw like it was like oh boarding group 31 we're next we should start walking over there and then we saw like oh no it's stuck at 31 and then we realized oh no the ride just went down um, so we were sitting in Star Wars land like watching and waiting for it to open back oh, up gotcha. <laughs> an hour but you know what that was our first day and we were like jet lagged and tired and we were like we were all fine sitting there and just waiting because we're so tired um i do want to say like their star wars land seemed smaller than ours oh really you think so yeah ours okay ours has three entrances and theirs has two um and the layout was a little bit different like 
the positioning of like there, you know, there's like those giant ships outside Rise of the Resistance. Like yeah, the the layout of that is a little bit different. Um, some of the paint colors they used were a little bit different. Like, and it seemed more cramped. Like I just think the layout was different enough that it seemed more cramped. I would have to look at like a an overlay comparison to see if it really was smaller. But to me, it felt smaller for sure. So so at Hollywood Studios, you have the two entrances, one by Rise. The other mm-hmm. one kind of near uh, Slinky Dog going into where like the first or uh, the first order, I think, kind of headquarters are for Hollywood for Disneyland. Where's the third entrance? OK, so there's the one by Rise and then there's one down by um, uh, I guess it's the first order. The first order is the bad guys. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Down by the first order by that big ship. thing. Yes. And then there's yeah. one like across from Droid Depot. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Like kind of in the middle, yeah. All right. Well, interesting. I'll have yeah, to. Yeah, because remember, if... like our they had to reroute our train, and so that middle one, that middle entrance, you walk under the train track to get in. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And then the one by Rise there's a since you also walk under the train tracks. I don't remember if you walk under the train tracks of the the one by the first order. I think you do. I don't usually use that entrance, but gotcha. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, well, anything else before we kind of wrap it up for today? Like what, what, any last minute things you, you want to discuss about your trip or tips was, or anything that you learned from this trip? It was really fun. And we go back in July and I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, nice. Where, where are you guys staying in July? We're staying in Saratoga. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. We rented DVC points again. So yeah. Nice. Well, it's good to hear that the renting DVC points is, is, very helpful so yes it really is yeah yeah i feel like that's gotta be, I, gotta be a good deal yeah um, it definitely is like we decided we're not gonna do it any other way so <laughs> yeah you get all the space uh who so who's going on that trip just me my husband and our son just Perfect. three of us nice yeah. sounds good uh well cool well, cj it was so great having you uh back on the show today yeah yeah we'll have to we'll have to do this again sometime soon yeah um, all right, so CJ, where can everyone find you? I'm on Instagram at the Weekly Mouse and theweeklymouse.com. Cool, sounds good. So yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Uh, make sure you are subscribing to the podcast. Uh, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much however you listen to podcasts. Uh, and if you can, please leave a review over over at Apple Podcasts. It'll really help out the show. You can check out all of our episodes at excesspresspodcast.com. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at excesspresspodcast.com. Um, and if you want, shoot me an email over at matt at excesspresspodcast.com if there's any questions or concerns. Uh, make sure you are checking out my other podcast. It is a movie, TVs, and video game review show called What'd You Think? Um, so make sure you're checking out that show if you're interested in that. Uh, but that's it for, for this episode. Stay tuned for another news episode coming up later this week. So thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt and CJ from the Access Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.